Welcome to another mini episode of The Balance. My name is Catlin Tucker, and this podcast is produced by StudySync. This mini episode is focused on self-awareness. So I wrote a series of blogs focusing on developing social and emotional learning. And in part, I was motivated to write this series because I really worried about replicating some of the challenges of the last school year. I worried that when we all re-entered classrooms after COVID, there was such a focus on learning loss and our fears around where students were in their individual skill sets and how are we going to catch them up after a year and a half of remote learning and hybrid learning. And I worry that that focus on learning loss actually took a lot of really important attention away from cultivating critical skills students need to be active participants in an academic setting to feel connected to their peers. I think a lot of classrooms didn't necessarily spend the time cultivating that class community and helping students to develop those social and emotional learning skills that really are so critical to the long-term success of a student's experience in a class and the whole class community um, learning together over the course of the year. I think I know that community building and social emotional learning skills don't show up in our standards. And so sometimes it can feel like when we're really short on time, we just can't make time for anything beyond our curriculum. But I do know that teachers struggle with things like students not taking ownership over their learning, um, classroom management issues and unproductive behaviors, um, students who don't want to work with other students or have conflict with others in class. And so all of those issues can create a lot of tension and a lot of barriers to learning over the course of the school year. So I wanted to help teachers think about how might we weave social emotional learning skills right into the fabric of the work we're doing with students. So it doesn't feel like this add-on or something separate that we do fairly inconsistently, but really something that we're doing all the time. So I'm going to be recording a series of these short mini episodes focused on each of the five kind of core competencies or core skills for social emotional learning as described in the CASEL framework. And I will link to the CASEL framework and to the corresponding blogs I've written in the show notes in case you want to dig deeper into either of those resources. So we're starting with self-awareness. So what is self-awareness? It's really the cornerstone of social emotional learning because without self-awareness, students really struggle to manage themselves, make those responsible decisions, build healthy relationships, and understand and empathize with others. So self-awareness is very much a multifaceted competency, and it includes a person's ability to identify their emotions, their thoughts, their values, and kind of recognize how those things are influencing their behavior. It's also this awareness of kind of their interactions with others, their feelings, their relationships with others, and an understanding of their strengths, their limitations, their areas of weakness, or areas in need of further development. So all of those things, understanding and identifying their emotions, being aware of how they feel when they interact with others, understanding their limitations, strengths, weaknesses, all of that can help them to function more successfully in a class community. So in order to kind of cultivate some of these skills in a classroom, 
I encourage educators to consider the following questions. What routines can help students to identify their emotional state to really start to understand themselves better on a day-to-day basis? Second, how can teachers help students reflect on the connections between their feelings, their thoughts, their values, and their behaviors? Third, what classroom routines can help students develop a higher level of self-efficacy or that confidence in their ability to navigate and complete specific tasks? And finally, number four, how can teachers help students to identify and utilize their personal, cultural, and linguistic assets in the classroom? Now, developing self-awareness has a bunch of benefits, right? So when we think about kind of sacrificing class time to really help students develop the self-awareness, it's important to know that research suggests that this can have a positive impact on student confidence, their creativity, their ability to make really strong decisions, informed decisions, right, where they've considered kind of the consequences and benefits. They're more effective in terms of their communication and their ability to collaborate with others. They're more likely to demonstrate integrity in the classroom and perseverance in the classroom. And it's linked to healthy psychological well-being. So if we're thinking about weaving in social-emotional skills into our classroom and really targeting self-awareness, some of the strategies I encourage teachers to consider One, simply starting every class with a check-in, some kind of exercise or conversation. You might give students the choice to engage in a discussion with others or reflect in writing, but where they're encouraged to kind of think about how are they doing today? You could ask questions like, what's been your high this week? What's been your low? You could show them a bunch of emojis and ask them to choose one that kind of reflects how they're feeling and then to describe or discuss why did they select that one? What's going on for them today? You might ask them, what's energizing you today? What's draining you? So again, just kind of easy, informal conversations and check-ins or um, even reflections where students are thinking about, where am I at today and what's contributing to that? Another strategy that can be kind of fun to play with is actually having students graph their feelings over the course of a week or a month, really kind of incorporating graphing skills into this reflective practice about how am I feeling, what's contributing to those feelings, and then kind of seeing where are they falling over the course of a particular time frame so they can understand the trends in their emotions and their feelings. The third thing I encourage teachers to do is I know often in a class, you'll give students a stretch break. I've even been in classes where teachers will put on in an elementary room, like kind of a fun music video for kids that gets them out of their seats, kind of moving around. And I think these moments where we pause to give students time to kind of take a break or get ready for a transition is a wonderful opportunity to model stress management strategies, breathing exercises, maybe gentle stretches, doing a body scan, these things that students probably don't practice on their own and might not be aware could have a real impact on how they're feeling during the day. Another thing to consider is kind of practicing a mindfulness strategy using the acronym STOP. 
and kind of pairing it with a role play. So I love role playing because it really asks students to be creative, assume the identity of a person who's been placed in like a particular situation or scenario that might mirror an encounter they could have in class or in their lives. And then really challenges them to think about how would I react? How could I react in a way that's really productive? So the mindfulness stop acronym skill encourages them to one, stop or pause before responding and reacting. The T stands for take a deep breath and become aware of your breathing. The O is for observe what's happening inside their bodies. How are they feeling? And then what's happening around them? And P is for proceed mindfully based on the information students are learning from checking in with themselves and taking a moment to observe the situation. So again, a lot of these can be pulled into our everyday work with students and help them to develop that higher level of self-awareness that ultimately is going to allow them to be more present, more productive, more positive members of our class communities. Thank you to StudySync for producing and sponsoring this podcast. StudySync is committed to helping teachers find balance in their lives by providing them with a robust multimedia ELA platform that simplifies lesson planning, automatically differentiates tasks for learners at different skill levels and with different language proficiencies, and blends online and offline engagement to help students develop as thinkers, readers, writers, and speakers. StudySync's most recently released product, Sync Blast, expands the company's scope to include an engaging supplemental digital inquiry solution for social studies and science classrooms. Visit studysync.com for more information or follow the link in the show notes. <laughs>